At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Another player profile edition of the HHC, today focusing in on first-round pick from a season ago, James Booknight. We'll talk about his rookie season, talk about his very promising future future and of course we'll have our sit down end of season conversation with the one the only James Booknight but first to talk about his rookie season we welcome back to the HHC my producer on the Hornets radio network as well as the producer of this fine podcast Rob Longo back again Rob first and foremost thanks for joining me of course I where else would I rather be well we've allowed you to vacate the desk from time to time now that it's the off season but don't, don't worry don't lie to the people Sam. Summer, summer league is coming you'll be right back where you belong right behind that desk soon enough James Booknight his rookie season, there's obviously in hindsight now a wish, a hope that he would have gotten more opportunities, but that doesn't mean he didn't impress in the opportunities he got. Again, I, I think a lot of people wish he would have gotten more chances on the floor. Variety of reasons he didn't. Sometimes it was circumstances where there would become an opening and he just physically had some injuries that he had to deal with over the course of the season that prevented him from being able to take advantage of him. And then other times, it was a crowded roster. You had guys like Cody Martin and Jalen McDaniels take a big step forward, and they held on to the rope, in a manner of speaking. They held on to their spot and wouldn't let him go, and that, at times, also blocked James Booknight. But again, the times we did see him out there for significant minutes, he was able to make significant contributions. Your initial thoughts on his rookie season? Well, I'm sure if you would talk to James, and we're going to, obviously, here in a couple minutes, he would be frustrated with the way that the season shook out, just because you come in, you're a lottery pick, you're the 11th overall guy, 
guy. You say all the right things at the opening press conference. You talk about how you want to contend for being a candidate for rookie of the year and all that stuff and wanting to make an impact right away. And it just didn't happen. And it's not his fault by any means. I mean, you you sign a veteran guy like Ish Smith, who was that backup point guard role, kind of squeezed Booknight out of the out of any minutes that he could have had. And then when Ish got traded, then there was the signing of Isaiah Thomas. So and at that time too, James was dealing with some injuries, I believe, and he was kind of bouncing back and forth between here and Greensboro. So just not really a whole lot he could do with that aspect. But at the same time, when you take a look at what he was able to do when he got a lot of minutes and a lot of run out on the floor, really impressive. I mean, he was really instrumental in that stretch in December when a lot of the roster was out due to health and safety protocols or injuries. Did a really good job stepping up. I mean, you go back to that Sacramento game where he dropped those 24 points. That was huge. There were a couple of other instances there in December where he played really, really well. And then got the injury bug a little bit there and kind of bounced back and forth, like I said, between Greensboro and Charlotte there in January and February. But when he was down in the G League too, he was still putting up massive numbers. He was putting up 24 points a game. He was playing really well in the showcase at the beginning of the season as well for the G League before it became the regular season as well. So, I mean, the potential is definitely there. I know we'll talk about that in our third segment, but really, really solid first season from James Booknight when you boil it down to what it was. I mean, you wish he would have been able to play a lot more. You wish he would have been able to make a bigger impact here in Charlotte, but the potential is certainly there, and he showed that this season. One thing that that you mentioned that I want to key in on and echo is how good he's been in, in the press conferences and saying the right things. There obviously were some frustrations that he was blocked at times from getting onto the floor, but he always had a positive attitude to the media. I think this is a guy who, even though he did not have the rookie season that he might have been hoping he would have, is still looking at things in a very positive way, as he should, because this is a very promising player. 11th overall pick. Now, you look at the other players who were drafted in the top 18, and he played far and away the fewest minutes of any of them. There's different ways to look at that. One is that he didn't get a lot of opportunity in his rookie season. The other is there's a lot of unknown about what he can contribute and he can be surprising to some other organizations in year two. It would not be surprising at all if he gets out there and puts out the kind of performances that he did against Sacramento in those opportunities where he did get a lot of minutes in the games. He was very, very productive for this team and, and had some some big outings and was very instrumental in some some close games. When you put him out there for 20 plus minutes on the floor, he averages 15 points per game. He is a positive in the plus minus. This is a very good score, a very good overall player. Another thing I might add, any game he played 20 or more minutes in, he shot over 44% from three. So you look at the overall numbers, there's some things that are, are really good. There's some things that are a little bit more curious. 34% three-point shooting overall in the season. That's okay. It's not spectacular, but that's that's a solid three-point shooter. But then you focus it in on the games he played a lot, and he could really get hot, and he put that on display, a 44% three-point shooter. Very good and consistent free-throw shooter. Easy score, and he got better and better as the year went on in terms of playing in the NBA system, quicker decisions, making the right plays. I think there's a lot of potential for what James Booknight can contribute as a rotation player starting next season. And one of the bigger things I think with James Booknight was just trying to learn the NBA system because when he was at UConn, he was the man. You know, the ball was always in his hands. He was playing 32, 33 minutes a game when, keep in mind too, the college game is only 40 minutes as it is. So he was out there a lot and the ball was always in his hands and sometimes he had to force a couple things. He had to drive a little bit more. He had to go one-on-one a little bit more just because 
that was the only way that UConn was able to score at times. So when you come to the NBA, everybody can score. Everybody's an offensive threat. So just trying to learn that system because, again, under the NBA system, especially last year, you always heard about the .5 rule. Either take your dribble, drive, pass, shoot within you know, half a second. So he's just trying to learn that kind of that system, I think, in the NBA level where if the ball's sticking to your hands a little bit, that's not great. Not everybody is Luka Doncic. Not everybody is one of those guys that can play 1v5. So I think as he learns that and as he matures and gets a little bit better in that aspect, he'll definitely be a rotational player moving forward. We're going to hear from the man himself, James Booknight, sits down with us in just a moment. You're listening to the Hornets Hivecast. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Now let's welcome James Booknight back here to the Hornets Hivecast. James, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. James, an eventful season, one where you did a lot of your work without the fans here in Charlotte specifically getting to see you, but you had a tremendous year scoring-wise and all statistics-wise with the Greensboro Swarm. How do you feel you've grown the most here during this your rookie season? I think for me this year was more like a mental challenge, not going into the season, playing as much as I would want to, but being able to take advantage of an opportunity down in Greensboro and just show what I'm capable of and show people my talent. I remember pretty early in your rookie season, we talked and and you talked about wanting to fit in like a veteran, to not look like a rookie out there, have players when you checked in go like, oh gosh, we got to hold this guy's hand or take care of him. And we saw your growth from summer league to preseason to regular season where you really did fit seamlessly into that machine. How much more confident are you now about how you will fit into this roster and this rotation next season? I don't think it was ever a confidence thing. I feel like I always thought I could fit in with this team and whatever players are on the roster. It's going to be a long off season. I'm going to continue to get better and work on the things I need to work on and come back next year with a chip on my shoulder. Collectively, as a team, we saw a lot of growth for the Hornets, 33 wins the year before you got here to 43 wins now, and obviously the hope is that that rise will continue. What do you feel are the keys for you personally and the team collectively to make that next step. We just need to stay together. We need to uh, use that loss that we took against Atlanta as fuel and just get in the gym and work hard every time. Coach said something after the game that really stuck with me. He said, whenever you think that extra rep is not worth it, just think back to the day. Just looking back on that Atlanta loss and wanting to be better and not be in the same situation as last year. James Booknight, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Let's talk about some of the highlights of the season. There were a couple of stretches where the team was suffering a lot of injuries. A lot of people wrote the team off, and you and some other members of the rookie class really stepped in and took on big roles, most notably that Sacramento game where uh, the team wanted some revenge after the loss on the West Coast. wasn't looking that great, but you came in and were big spark plug, 24 points. How big was that game for you just as a I-made-it moment? I mean, I know you've always been confident you were going to score 20 maybe a game at some point in your NBA career but for it to happen the first time it was kind of surreal but from that game the biggest thing I could remember is is like just being out there with JT and Kai like all three of us being out there and helping the team like get a win it it just felt so like good to show that show fans and show people that we can actually like we're capable and we're good players you know so to be out there with my brothers and the people I got drafted with it was surreal 
different guys approach the NBA different ways. Some you know, seem to have an air about them, like they always knew they were going to be here. You, when you arrived, remember you just looking at the arena, looking at the floor and taking it all in. Has that awestruck type of uh, mentality, just an appreciation for where you are, has that worn off at all? I feel like at times it's like it comes back a little bit, just like just now I'm really here. But I think for the most part, I think I'm settled in and think I'm ready to take the next step and have a big role on this team. Let's talk moment of the year for yourself or anyone that you saw there watching throughout the season. If there's a poster of this season, what's the play that's on it? I think it could be a tie between when Lamelo threw it, threw his legs off in the air to Miles, or when JT dunked on Andre Drummond. I think it's a tie between those two. Two pretty epic plays for certain. Or my putback too. My putback. That was that was a good <laughs> one too. The one versus Philly. Yeah. Both pretty pretty nasty. Pass to Hayward. Catch and shoot three from the wing for the tie. No rebound and the throwdown for James Book Knight. Book it, baby. Hornets down one. This crowd has erupted. Welcome to the NBA. In terms of the offseason, what's the one game that you're going to carry with you, either a positive, maybe like the 24-point game against Sacramento, I know I can do this now, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure I'm in position to replicate this, or maybe a negative, something where you and the team had an experience that you don't want to do it again and that will fuel you through the offseason. I think my whole offseason is going to be solely around the Sacramento game and the Atlanta loss. I think the side game, like you said, it showed that I'm capable and I could I could play in this league. And then the Atlanta game is just like fuel. Just we want to get there, but we don't want to have that type of ending. So I feel like it's a mix between those two. Last question. You were, I think, two years old the last time Charlotte had back-to-back winning seasons. There have been four winning seasons since the team returned to Charlotte, or NBA basketball returned to Charlotte. Obviously, we'll have an opportunity to do that next year, and the goals are going to be much higher than just 42 wins. But how confident are you that the Hornets will put that streak in their rearview mirror, and it'll be a long time before we have to worry about something like that again? Well, I'm extremely confident in the direction we're headed. I mean, you can look at it. You can look at the roster and the talent we have. I think from here, it's just going to keep going up. And we're just going to be a great organization and prove a lot of people wrong. Well, James, I know that at times it had to be frustrating not playing as much. I know fans were wanting to see you out there, but someone who got to see you behind the scenes and see all you did at Greensboro, congrats on a really strong rookie year, and we can't wait to see you next year and see what you're going to bring back here to the Queen City. I appreciate it. It's going to be fun. Charlotte, North Carolina, the Legends of the Streets Tour is coming Saturday, June 11th at the Spectrum Arena with the Snowman. And with this show, history will be made because for the first time ever on the same stage, Gucci Man. And also coming through to shut it down. Two chains. I'm riding around, I'm getting it. I'm riding around. Get ready to go crazy for John Rule. And always representing for the baddest chicks, Trina. So big like the sun. And DJ Iceberg. The Legends of the Streets Tour. Saturday, June 11th at the Spectrum Arena. With Jeezy, Gucci Man, 2 Chainz, Ja Rule, Trina, and DJ Iceberg. Tickets on sale now online at Ticketmaster.com. Or the box office brought to you by We Are Live Entertainment.
Our thanks again to James Booknight for joining us today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Sam Farber, Rob Longo, back with you here on the HHC, presented by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Rob, we get a chance to sit down and talk with James Booknight, very confident about his future. I think all of us here are extremely talented, gifted, showed us a lot in the few moments that he did get to play major minutes in NBA games. Your takeaways from the conversation? Well, I mean, I think it kind of goes back to what we talked about in the first segment where he said all the right things and those aren't just him saying the right things I think he truly believes that and feels that way as well where it certainly was frustrating at times certainly you know like I said injuries piled up a little bit roster spots minutes just weren't available for him at times but he was patient he goes down to Greensboro and plays seven games he averages almost 32 minutes per game and in that span he's averaging 21.4 points per game as well. So, you know, he didn't go down to Greensboro and look at it as punishment or him just being put there because he couldn't get any time at the big league club. He took it to heart. He went down there. He worked hard. He got his minutes. He got some seasoning. It's going to really pay off, I think, here moving forward. Because again, you know, we always talk about the roster shape up of an NBA roster. A third of it usually changes from year to year. James certainly going to be a big part of that moving forward. We don't know what's going to happen with guys like Isaiah Thomas and that sort of thing who are free agents. Maybe James Booknight forces someone's hand. Again, we don't have any coaching news yet either. New coach could come in and say, I really like this kid. I like his potential. I got to get him out on the floor. And moving forward, we could see a lot more James Booknight going from year one to year two. Certainly could. The, the two things that give me the most hope, maybe three things to give me the most hope for moving forward. Number one is the freaky athleticism that he has. The highlights that this guy can do, either on the practice floor or in games, are up there with the best on the team. We often talk about our fantasy preseason dunk contest between Kai Jones and Miles Bridges, and if James Booknight is within earshot, he will always put himself in that contest, and he should be in because he's that good. He's got that easy bounce, as he likes to talk about. So his athleticism makes him dangerous on the floor at any level of scoring, particularly three-point shooting. This is going a little away from athleticism, just showing what kind of player he is. He shot the ball pretty well in the NBA, particularly when he got a lot of time on the floor. It's one thing to come in and go one for one when you're only playing four minutes of garbage time. It's a completely different subset when you're coming in and you're playing normal rotational minutes, 15, 20, 25 minutes in a game. And when he did get those kinds of minutes, his three-point numbers went up, not down. You look at him compared to his rookie class, you look at the top 12 draft picks. He's the number two three-point shooter percentage-wise behind only Franz Wagner, the big out of Michigan who played for Orlando. He shot the ball better from three than Cade Cunningham, than Jalen Green, far better than Scotty Barnes and Jalen Suggs and Josh Giddy. You go down the list, he was a better three-point shooter out the gates than a lot of these guys. The two-point shooting range, that mid-range game, it's going to come as he gets more minutes, gets more established, and obviously what he can do at the rim. I got a lot of confidence in him there, but given the way the game is trending now, you have to be a pretty good three-point shooter if you're going to be a guard in this league and a primary one, and he showed he's got that club in his bag. He can go out there and shoot with the best in his class, so that was a very good sign. And Third, and for me, the most important one in terms of breadcrumbs of what he can do when he's normally in the rotation is what he did when he was in the rotation. We understand the frustrations that come with the fact that in his rookie season when he came in saying all the right things and wanted to be a contender for Rookie of the Year, that he only played 20 or more minutes in six games. That's just the way it worked out due to his own personal injuries at times and also due to other guys 
not letting go of their rotation spots. You have to applaud some guys for putting in the work and doing everything they could to keep their own spot on the team, even if it came at the detriment at times of James Booknight getting on the floor. But in the six games where he played 20 or more minutes, he scored 15 points per game. He was a positive in the plus-minus. He shot 44% from three. And you just imagine, what if that's over 60 games? What if that's over 65, 75 games? What kind of player can he be as a rotational player on this team? I think we're going to find out next season, and I'm excited to see the long-term results from it. It's going to be really hard to keep him off the floor this upcoming season, I feel like. And again, I think something that you touched on there was something that was kind of flew under the radar a little bit is it wasn't James not being able to crack the lineup. It was everybody else keeping those spots. We didn't expect Cody Martin and Jalen McDaniels to take a huge leap last season because James is 6'5". He can maybe sneak into that three spot in the rotation potentially if they wanted to go to some sort of three guard set. So he has a little bit of size and he has the wingspan. You know, is is he that three and D kind of guy? He's got to work on a defense a little bit more in that aspect, but there was a spot potentially for him there just anywhere. I mean, he could have been out on the floor with at the beginning of the season. It could have been Ish, Terry and Book at the three. I mean, that could have been a possible lineup, but then Jalen McDaniels comes in, has a really good preseason, forces the coaching staff's hand. Then you have Cody Martin coming off, being that sixth guy coming off the bench as well. So it was just a log jam everywhere for these young guys. I mean, we talked a lot about it in the JT Thor podcast where he just couldn't crack the lineup because of the way that the roster shook out. Same thing with Kai Jones as well that we talked about on Tuesday, you and Sam Perley talked about. So as the roster moves and the roster changes and these younger guys get better and they get that year of development underneath them, they're going to be factors moving forward in the rotation. How far that goes, how many minutes they play, that's to be determined. And again, a lot of that I think comes in with a new coaching staff whenever we get that announcement as well. But, you know, it's going to be really hard to keep those kind of guys, especially James Booknight, off the floor this upcoming season. Most likely it starts in Summer League, which is about a month away now, and it'll be very exciting to see what he can do. I've got a feeling he's going to play a lot of minutes. And really, that was the first time last Summer League where we started to see how quickly James Booknight would adapt his game. Because first gamer, game and a half or so of Summer League, he looked like the UConn James Booknight. He was deflating the basketball with his dribble, trying to take everyone on, and it was an adjustment that needed to happen. By the time Summer League was over, he was a different player, and he was scoring like it, and he was controlling games and being more of a cog in the machine than when he started. And when he got to regular season play, he fit in pretty seamlessly with those other guys. He did not look like a rookie out there who was struggling to adapt to the style of play of the NBA. He got it very, very quickly and became a quality contributor in those opportunities. So I'm going to be excited to see what he looks like next NBA Summer League. When he gets out there on the floor, is he able to keep the ball moving at a quicker pace like he showed he could do in the NBA, but also just outright dominate and score the way he did in the G League? It's going to be a very exciting time up ahead here for James Booknight and the Hornets. All right, we've got one player left on our player profile series. It's Terry Rozier. So he is coming up in our next time slot. Of course, we're still waiting on Coach announcement so that could push us back a little bit and then beyond that we're not done with podcasts for the offseason don't worry we've got the NBA draft around the corner the previously mentioned summer league schedules will be announced and before you know it Rob will be chained to the desk again and it'll be time for preseason play and the 2022-2023 regular season we just can't wait to bring it to you Rob Longo thanks as always for joining us here today on the Hornets Ivecast spoiler alert I'm already chained to the desk but <laughs> keep lying to the people Sam keep lying to the people we appreciate all your help and hard work thanks as well 
well to James Booknight for joining us today, and most of all, to all of you for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.